0: And it's time for the Morning Brief, where we bring one of our pundits in to weigh in on the day's big debatables. Mark Toohey is here, advisor to business and political leaders, and a guy who knows the thing or two about the mayoralty of Toronto. Good morning, Mark Toohey. Good morning, John Moore. So, uh, Bonnie Crombie says she's entirely focused on Mississauga, which doesn't necessarily rule out running for the Liberals, I guess. We're down to watching whatever she says at the convention this weekend, and deciding whether or not she's flirting with the idea of running or not
1: yeah i mean politicians never say never yeah uh because uh, then it makes them liars when they change their mind very predictably later on as the circumstances uh you know change but why would she want to be the leader of a party that just can't find anybody that wants to lead it i mean she started as a liberal mp she's been the mayor of mississauga for for a while now it's three and, terms yeah uh, it's a far better job you know it's it pays better it's a better job uh there are fewer slings and arrows she gets to actually make decisions as anybody who's worked in government will tell you the worst day in government is better than the
0: best day in opposition so i don't <laughs> see the attraction of her jumping ship okay well let's dwell on this for a second because you've been in municipal politics i've always thought if i got involved in politics i would want to do it at the municipal level because that's about your trash your water the streets crime, the, the the transit. I really don't care about international policy, so I would never want to serve in Ottawa. Yeah, no,
1: it's uh, fascinating, because one of the first things I learned from working with Rob Ford when he was running for mayor in 2010 was the way that he explained what his job was to people on the street and people at the doorstep, you know, because nobody knows, the average person doesn't know which level of government does what, but he would explain municipal politics by saying, look out your window, you see fire you see streets, you see buses, you see police cars, you see ambulances, you see trees, all of that is municipal government. And so that is the level of government that we interact with a thousand times a day. Whereas, how often do you see uh, a soldier or get involved in sort of you know major, pro- or even go to a hospital for most people? It's so much more intimate, it's so much more daily, and the, the feedback mechanism if you're in municipal politics, you actually get to see the results of your decisions much more quickly.
0: Yeah, and you know what, you're absolutely right about this that. It's one of the reasons why I love talking to small town mayors, because if you're going to be the mayor of a small town, you have to step outside of your house and mix with your constituents firsthand, face-to-face every single day. So it's why I think a lot of small town mayors are very good at their jobs. Let's move on though. Uh, Metrolink's backing off development of the Don Valley Rail Yard. This was something I raised a lot of questions about. We talked to a lot of activists. I'm just glad that occasionally it's not about nimbyism when you say that something might be a bad idea.
1: Well, I think it is about NIMBYism, and I'm sure that we'll have another three or four groups emerge about the new location protesting it. But having said that, Metrolinx has established a a track record, pardon the pun, of uh, (laughs) kind of making its plans in the darkness. And just sort of somebody somewhere in their underwear in an underground lair uh, lays out a map of the world and starts drawing lines on it. And that's where Metrolinx thinks they're you know, tracks, their underground, uh, you know, LRTs should go. And they don't really interact with the real world. I remember being in a meeting at City Hall in the mayor's office when uh, it just kind of popped up coincidentally that Metrolinx had planned to fill in the Allen Expressway for four or five years while they were digging the eggplants. And it was, what stop? What? (laughs) And uh, explain this to us? And it was like, okay, full stop, you can't do that. (laughs) Oh, well, we have to. There's no choice. Well, don't. You're going to have to come up with a new option. We will not accept that. And sure enough, you know, two, three weeks later, they came back. Okay, we had a different plan. So they are able to make changes. They just don't like to. And they need to do a much better job with consultation with communities and with community governments. And some people, I'm not sure this is the reason, but some people have pointed out the fact that there are no uh, political representatives of the municipalities on the board of directors of Metrolinx, is a flaw in their governance structure. There's no you know, connective tissue between Metrolinx and the
0: cities that they serve. I'm not sure that that's a flaw, but it's probably worth looking into. You've run campaigns, so obviously you've dealt with polls. What do you make of this Nanos poll? Uh, I mean, I look at it and it says that the Conservatives have opened up a seat lead over the Liberals, but with 77 seats unpredictable for Nanos. I'm not sure how much we can tease out of this.
1: Yeah, I think you can't really look into the details of each poll. Everybody has a favorite pollster. Nick Nanos, quite honestly, is not one of mine. But, uh, if you step back just a minute, it's starting to show us that, you know, as you were pointing out earlier in the show, the bloom is off the rose. Every government has a certain lifespan. Uh, you could elect a a government made up entirely of archangels. And, uh, you know, we would be sick and tired of them in 10 years. And it's coming up on that uh, best before date, I think. Justin Trudeau's government is going to have a harder and harder and harder time getting the benefit of the doubt from Canadians who are going to increasingly
0: look for, well, maybe there's a better way. I have a certain grudging admiration, I have to say, for this German political figure who has done a tour of Canada, is a very controversial right-winger, and uh, by associating with her, three MPs of the Conservative Party got into trouble. She's now just crapping all over them and saying, listen, you knew who I was, don't talk me down, don't pretend you don't know me. So I, I actually think she's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I have some sympathy and no sympathy for for uh, the MPs in that they are fully responsible for the people that they meet. But I do believe that this woman doesn't have the profile that a lot of people think she does have. I've never heard of her before. Although if you tell me she was the MP, you know, the member of the European Parliament who stood up and castigated Trudeau in a video, I go, oh yeah, I remember that person, but I have no idea who that person is. Uh, and she's certainly standing up for her reputation, saying everybody knows me. No, I'm afraid everybody Everybody doesn't. Uh, the MPs are still responsible for who they met and who they dined with and who they spent three hours with. That's the most damning feature. But I do understand having you know worked around City Hall where I literally had to follow minute by minute, hour by hour my uh, BlackBerry then and the calendar on it to see who I was meeting with and what I was talking about later because I didn't know in advance. So a little bit of sympathy but not a whole lot for the MPs and just kind of laughable her in all descriptions.
0: And climate activists have tossed pink paint on a woolly mammoth at the Royal BC Museum, just the latest bit of uh, vandalism for the planet, I guess. Yeah, it
1: just goes to show that there is not a single creative uh, brain cell amongst any of these activists. Uh, This seems to be the, uh, you know, protest of the the year. Uh, What I hope is I hope the museum sues them for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars personally and uh, as an organization and bankrupts them because this costs money, both in terms of the cleanup, uh, the damage, the lost ticket revenue and the lost prestige. And I think if you can't protect, uh, you know, our assets from vandals and criminals through the criminal law, then go after them in the civil courts. Okay. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Take care, John.